0: So what do you do in the moment, right? When everything's going down, when you've got maybe a younger child who goes from from zero to 10 like that, who gets so upset, they just start to throw things. Maybe they hit things. Maybe they throw themselves on the floor. Or they're saying inappropriate things. Or maybe you've got an older child who gets really upset and they end up calling you names or maybe even dropping the F-bomb on you and saying really inappropriate things that you would have never even thought about saying to your child. How do you discipline in the moment That's what we're going to talk about today on the Calm Parenting Podcast. So welcome. This is Kirk Martin, founder of Celebrate Calm. You can find us at Celebrate Calm. If you need help, reach out to our strong willed son, who was the toddler who melted down in the grocery store, who is difficult uh, for uh, when one parent... Watch how many of your kids are like this. When they're out with one parent, it's awesome. It's good. But when there are two parents or the whole family, the whole night is ruined. You have to walk on eggshells and they kind of right? And he was a child who was very volatile and emotional, kind of explosive. And he was a child when he got a little bit older, had kind of a salty little mouth. I don't know where he got that from. It was from me. But he was, he was your child. I am, was your husband. Maybe I have some exhibit some of the traits of your wife or who you are. But we as a family are and were you so we get it so if you reach out to casey he will help you this is a personal mission for us it's not a business it's a mission because these things have ramifications for your relationships and that's really all that's important in life is relationships and we want to help you so reach out tell us about your family we'll offer some tips some strategies some ideas and we will uh, offer you our resources customized for you within your budget. We have a big New Year's sale going on right now, and we have a special mentoring program uh, so that you can talk directly with me, and I will walk you through this, and we'll get very, very specific to your situation. So here's a question we had as a follow-up to a phone consultation. So when should we coach, teach, instruct our child about his behavior? Should we do it in the moment? Because my spouse wants to discuss right from wrong and ethics kind of while it's happening. And so here's my answer. Um, Nobody hears anything in the moment when they're upset. As much as we like to think that's the optimal time to discuss behavior, kids and adults are usually processing way too many emotions to really hear anything and learn. Because here's what they're thinking about and processing their own shame and embarrassment. Please write down the word shame. Many of your strong-willed children struggle with shame. And here's how I know, and here's how you will know. How many of your kids lie? Almost every phone consultation and mentoring session that I do, the, the parent will say uh, this. Well, my child won't. He doesn't uh, accept responsibility for his behavior. And I'm like, well, he probably lies too, right? And they're like, yes, how did you know? Well, lying, look, lying is a good, it's a good thing in a sense, because here's what it means. It means your child knows right from wrong. And they know that they did something wrong. They just don't want the consequence. Or more likely, they feel helpless to change. Because no child wakes up in the morning and thinks, hmm, I think I'd like for everybody to be upset at me and for me to lose everything that I own today. They don't. And so they know they did something wrong. And so they lie to get out of it or because they feel helpless or and this is probably, and because they feel ashamed because they know it's wrong. And all of that is going through their little heads, anxiety and fear and anger and guilt and frustration and confusion, right? When you're uh, uh, having a little fight with your spouse, you don't think clearly, right? As a married couple, do you have great conversations when you're upset at each other? No, that's when you say things that are hurtful or that are misunderstood. It's always better after you've had time to process and calm down. So it's much better to walk away, to calm down, and then instruct, if at all, in a very low-key, short, and I do mean short, like 30 seconds. I want, this, I want this to be short and sweet because we go on and on and on, and it provokes your child to anger and frustration, look, we do this thing like, hey, come here. We need to to talk about your behavior. Oh, okay, mom and dad. I can't wait. Will you just show me and pick out everything that I did wrong and then just keep going on and on and on about it over and over again so that inside I feel like an awful human being, like I can never please you. Let's just do that, can we? Right? That's Right? It's like your boss calling you in every single day and pointing out every single thing that you do wrong and then sending you out of his or her office. You're not going to be like, thanks so much. I really want to work hard for you now. It's not the way life works, right? And so if I do instruct when I do it, it's short, it's sweet, it's a, it's a very low key t- tone. I do not give a lot of energy to when I am disciplining. And I often talk to kids and I want to talk to kids while I'm walking next to them. We're walking the dog. We're building with Legos. We're cooking. Why? Because I'm not staring at the child, looking him in his eyes while I'm telling him why I'm disappointed in him and not proud of him, right? It's too much intensity with that eye contact. It's much better to do it while you're playing catch with a football or something else. And you bring your intensity to the positive, not the negative. And modeling, modeling. Modeling is always much more important and much more powerful. It's what you do in your daily life. That's your greatest lecture, right? Because if you talk too much and you do that, your kids are going to tune you out or end up hating you and it's just not going to work. Uh, So space and time is really important. And when you discipline, this is what I wanted to hit on. We have often a very... um, uh, harmful views of what discipline is based on maybe the way we were disciplined or in some ways for most of many of you who are religious and grew up very strict in a religious sense um you grew up with this thing of like well discipline is about punishment right because it is about punishment because that's what my parents did to me and that's what my religion teaches is just about punishment Discipline does not mean to punish, it doesn't mean to take away things. We've already established before many times that your kids don't care about consequences. Consequences don't work for your kids. If they worked, you wouldn't be listening to the Calm Parenting podcast, right? And so we know that. And so it doesn't mean take away things, send to your room. By the way, we will teach you how to discipline in such a way that good discipline always leads to a a more trusting, closer relationship with your child. Inadvertently, when we get upset, what do we end up with? Go to your room right now, right? That's not the kind of space that I want. Go to your room right now, and inadvertently, in the moment when our child needs us most, because he's struggling and full of shame, we send that child away from us, which further reinforces, I don't like you, there's something wrong with you, you're not the good child, right? That doesn't work discipline means to teach literally means to teach it also means in some ways if you look at the root to disciple someone which is to teach them by modeling it in front of them right and so three things I really want you to key in on if you want to take notes on this it's three quick little statements that for the next week let's work on this one let's give tools give the child tools instead of Just giving consequences. I want to give tools to show them how to deal with frustration, how to deal with their their anxiety, how to deal with impulse control. I give tools instead of consequences. Number two, instead of reinforcing failure or punishing a child for failure, because that's really what consequences are. I'm punishing you for the fact that you failed. Instead, I want to create successes. See, I give a child tools so that I can create a success, right? Instead of just barking consequences and reinforcing failure. And number three, I want for the next week, affirm for what they're doing well instead of always pointing out what they're not doing well. Do those three things this week. It will begin to change your child's behavior. And so in the moment, no, I'm not going to talk to them about about their morals and integrity and how they're, they're not hearing it. I want to do that. And, and I really want to do those three things instead proactively, that will change behavior. So let's get to another example I got from parents. I just did a, a really good family signed up for mentoring with me, which I love because we can get into a lot of detail about their individual situations. And what I find out about is, okay here's how dad grew up here's how mom grew up here's the interaction between mom and dad and i can kind of be the go between there and now we're going to talk about the child and also about his siblings and we can get a lot done when we learn all of that in this case it's a 15 year old uh, child who's talking to his father in a disrespectful tone it goes way beyond disrespect it's kind of almost bullying if he's being mean to his dad and saying really awful words that we would have never said. And in those situations, I can talk to the dad and say, I get it. My dad was career military, right? I get this. When we were kids, right? That's what we go to. When I was a kid, if I had said that or done that to my father, he would have taken me out behind a woodshed and we know the rest of that, right? And I get that. And so what I like to talk to dads about and moms also is this, you're justified. In the moment, in the moment, You're justified in being angry, irate, frustrated. You uh, flabbergasted. Why is this child talking to me like this? Hurt? You're justified in feeling disrespected and you're gonna have anxiety and fear over this, right? Because what's gonna happen in their future? By the way, don't worry about that. You know why? Your kids are awesome for other adults. They're just horrible for you. And they're gonna spend all their life (laughs) with other adults. So, I don't want you to worry about the future. I want you to deal with what's going on right now. But I don't want you to react in the moment. Why? Because it never works. Think about the last 143 times this has happened and you reacted to it and you got upset. Did it help? Did it do anything? Well, maybe it satisfied some immature part of you that wants to show your child who's boss, that you're the authority figure, but you end up losing it. You lose control of yourself. You're not in control of the situation. Your child's in complete control of you. And we end up saying things that we don't mean and we break the relationship. And that's why space and a little bit of time are important. And theres I have no problem with taking a tough approach and saying, look, I'm disappointed. It's really disappointing when you talk to me like that. And I imagine you feel disappointed in yourself. I get that you're angry, you're frustrated, something's going on, you're irritating, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little time. What I want you to know is calling me names like that, it's not going to hurt me, but it will hurt you because, look, I've got too much self-respect to allow someone to treat me like that, then turn around and take you different places and fix special meals for you, right? And, and so the core message is you can do that if you want. It's not going to hurt me, it's gonna hurt you because you're a teenager and you're gonna want freedom to go places, get your driver's license. But look, if you think you're gonna talk to me like that and then I'm gonna turn around and give you all that freedom, it's just not gonna happen, it's gonna hurt you. And it's in a very short, sweet way. It's in an even matter-of-fact tone. I'm not getting upset. And then I'm going to invite the child and say, look, I I, I need to go get the laundry done. I'm gonna go start cooking dinner. I've gotta go work out in the garage for a few minutes. Listen, uh, why don't you take a little time, but when you're ready, if you want to come and grab me, I'd be glad to listen to you. If you want to watch a show together, show me a couple TikToks, which I hate more than anything else in the world, don't say that part. If you want to go walk the dog, I'll help you out with it. So I can address the issue in the moment. I can address that. And and then I can invite them to me after they've had some space, and I've let them know, look, you talk to me, things aren't going to go well for you. Right? Just let you know, that's perspective. Just let you know, it's just how I roll. It's how it works. I don't have to do a long, oh, I can't believe that you talk to me like that. How are you ever gonna be successful in life? Because you know, and I wanna warn you with this, you know what we do to our kids when we react in a moment and we say those things? We curse them. We curse their past, their present, and their future. You know what, you've, all, you've always been difficult since the day you were born. And you know what, you don't, you don't listen to me. And how, how are you ever gonna be successful in life? And you know what we did? We just pronounced a curse on their past, their present, and their future. And you know what a kid does when he hears that? I'm shutting down. Uh, You think I'm going to do anything for you? Take everything away. I don't care. Or they're going to go right to, you know what? Go F yourself. Because what's the upside here? You don't like me. Here's what you just told me. You you didn't like me in the past. You don't like me right now. And you don't see much of a future for me. So guess what? Go F yourself. Why would I do anything for you? And I get it. When you hear a child talk disrespectfully to you, it you're justified. You'd be justified in reaming that child. But it doesn't lead to anything good or productive, and it further breaks the relationship. And so you're justified. I get it. But I want to posit a thought when your kids get a little bit older. Maybe your child is justified. Maybe just a little bit. And I want you to hear this and get inside your child's heart and head because you know what he might be feeling? He might be feeling like I can never really please you. And mom, dad, it feels like everybody is teaming up on me. And you've heard that before, haven't you? But, and I know your response as a good parent is inside is like, well, if you just listen to us, we wouldn't have to team up on you because it takes two of us to just corral one of you. We already asked you to do Really about 30% of what you should be doing and you don't even do as much as your brother and sister And so yeah we're kind of teaming up on you But if you would just do what we asked we wouldn't have to But what I want you to know is your child a strong-willed child feels like the entire world Everybody's teaming up on him because you know what starts to trigger in these kids? You know when I was four when I was five when I was six I was in preschool and here's what I know I got in trouble just for being me. I, uh, they had this thing called circle time where you had to sit on a circle, crisscross applesauce, all uncomfortable, and listen to a teacher talk about boring stuff. But I was really curious. So I wanted to roam around the room because I had some ideas of some things I want to make and create and build. And it was in my brain and I wanted to do that. And all I knew was I started be- getting in trouble. And there were conferences and people were talking about me. Like there was something wrong with me. And mom and dad, you know what that feels like when you're a little kid and it feel, you feel different from everybody else? And you get in trouble for doing really what you're supposed to be doing. Because when your kids are three and four and five and six and seven, they're supposed to be curious. They're supposed to make messes. They're supposed to experiment. But it messes with your sense of order because you have anxiety or you need a high sense of order. And you don't like when things are all over the place and it messes with you. And your child isn't necessarily even doing anything wrong. They're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then society, the teachers, the school, we as parents... Other people, wherever they go, end up saying, there's something wrong with you and we need to fix you. And all your child knew from an early age is nobody really liked me. And then I wanted to have friends, but guess what? Your kids have trouble making friends with kids their own age. And what we end up doing as a society is saying, hey, you're going to go to school for 12 years and you're going to go to school every year with only with kids your own age who you naturally struggle to connect with because you tend to be more intellectually uh, intellectually um, uh, in tune with older kids, with adults. But socially and emotionally, you get along better with younger kids and animals. And so guess what else I start to learn? School is hard. And getting along with other kids my own age, so I feel like a loser because I sit in the in the uh, lunchroom cafeteria by myself. I don't get invited to birthday parties and sleepovers. Can, can you feel what starts to go on? And it feels like they're swimming upstream because schools and churches aren't made for strong-willed kids who have an agenda of their own and who, who are, who are leaders and don't always follow directions to ask questions all the time. And we're doing this phone consultation. And I see on, on, when I ask questions at the beginning, before we, before we start, I see, oh, the child has dyslexia. And so I write in my notes, frustration. That's a frustrated kid because everything's hard. I know I'm a pretty bright kid because I understand quantum physics but reading's hard and everything is like five times harder and it takes me longer. And my younger brother or sister is already ahead of me. So now I start to feel stupid, right? And then what comes out is mom, dad, you only notice when I don't do things. Well, you don't notice all the stuff I am doing well. And it's like, you're always trying to get me to do more. And like, you're never happy with me. And so Look, when that's the case, the relationship is broken. And I want you to take stock of that because that will have a big impact. See, if you know what's going on inside of them, you can, you can heal the relationship because relationships change behavior. That's what we're after. That's when I, so I want you this week to work on, if you have younger kids, especially work on those three things I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. If you have an older child, I want you to begin to heal that relationship. If you need help with that, reach out to us, email Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at celebratecom.com. We will help you find the resources where we go deep, deep, deep into this. You can always look up, we've got a new year's sale. We've got a no BS program on sale and our uh, phone calls and mentoring with me. If we can help you, that's what I want to do. So you can reach into this heart because once you understand them, and that's why, oh, the Strong Will Child Program, I want you to get there. I want you to understand them. Then you can motivate them. Then you can discipline them and draw them closer. It's awesome. Hey, thank you for listening. You're a good parent. If we can help you, let us know. Bye-bye.